Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. She'd already done her herses. <laughs> I think you're listening to Bandwagon. <laughs> Why did you say I think? <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, don't, I don't. We only had to mention the words drag race or do a drag race podcast and everything's gone out the window like yeah. we're just too giddy about it now yeah um, welcome back to Bandwagons we're delighted to have you I'm Fanula I'm Breed um, and we are talking about Drag Race baby Drag Race the television phenomenon helmed by RuPaul I know we did an episode on drag culture previously um, but we thought this is a big enough thing and there's enough things to talk about that I think it warrants its own episode. Yeah, and Alaska agreed to talk to us. So basically, <laughs> yeah, we, need, <laughs> we needed we, to form an episode around yeah, that interview. <laughs> pretty much. Thanks, Alaska. Um, that's coming later in the episode. Um, but first, Breed, for all the people who are sitting at home scratching their heads being like, I don't know what they're talking about. Oh, switch what off is- now. You're not going to like this. <laughs> Just don't listen. That's fine. What is Drag Race? So I would like to think Drag Race is like an amalgamation of America's Next Top Model and Project Runway. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? But yeah. they're all drag queens. But it's just not hetero at all. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like they, so they show up, they get maybe 10, 12 queens per season. They show up, they do various challenges. It could be sewing, could be singing, could be dancing. And they all compete to be the next big superstar of the world drag superstar of the world and in the American format the prize is usually money, money yeah it's usually fairly sizable and there's usually different kind of uh, prizes throughout that are kind of revolve around makeup and clothes and wigs and whatever else and there's a lot of travel prizes as well it's lit anyway um, the UK one they get um, nothing no they get a YouTube series they get oh yeah they get that's the overall prize we'll and get onto that we'll get onto that through Peter badges oh yeah that's not. <laughs> so good. So, so, so when good. did you get into Drag Race? What do you like about it? As a, What do you get from it as a straight, cis, white woman? I remember hearing people talk about it online, as I am a person who is very online. What? Around the time, the, it was the final 
I don't know what season it was, but it's the season of uh, Adore. Five, it was the season six. that Bianca won. Season six. Sorry, I should say spoilers in case anyone's not up to date, but you probably should be at this point. <laughs> that was, it was 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. And I remember people being like, like putting out their vote and like pitching for their winner for that uh, for that final. Oh yeah. And I remember being really intrigued. I was like, I don't, I don't get this. What is this? I was like, a door looks why why does the door look like that I don't get it look like what <laughs> I just didn't get it because I didn't realise it was drag like I didn't not in hateful, I just didn't realise it was drag I was like okay right and then looked into it and I don't think like I don't think I had my own Netflix account at this point I still don't actually what am I talking about thanks Sheena McGough um, I can use to scab off people but um, I just started watching it then and I was just completely hooked like it yeah. was it, like was that as you said that's like a few good few years ago Oh yeah, would be now. I started season six, well, it's from season eleven now, so it's at least five years ago. I started from the very start, so I started from season one, but I can't remember at what what season we were at at that point. But I caught up anyway and watched up to date. I don't think I watched nine up to date because I didn't really get into it. I watched eight and watched ten, and I've watched All Stars, and I'm watching the UK one now. So, so you haven't seen all of them. I have seen all of them, but I didn't watch them up to date. Oh, okay. And not, Do you know what I mean? Not I just, in order. I kind of fell out of, yeah, not in order. I wasn't really arsed with eight. Yeah. Whatever one Bob won, that might not have been eight. That would have been nine. Yeah, I think it was nine. That's hateful to Bob. Yeah. Again, spoilers. Um, yeah, I was the same. Well, no, I was not the same. I I tried to you get tried you to watch this. For so long. And you were like, nope. I was like, not my thing. Nope. I don't get it. Why are I they, why do they, why do they dress up like women? Why? Like, I just didn't, I just didn't get drag. I was not on the drag seat, like not on the drag wagon at all and then I was going to say dragon but that's just a dragon <laughs> that is just a dragon <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a mythological creature um, and then I think just one day I just it was actually the snow when I first moved into my house I mean now a year and a half ago nearly two years ago and there was the snow and I put on my Netflix and I was like fuck it I'll just give it a go and I put it on and I started season one which is probably my first mistake because season one is not great like if it's not the one to it's not the one I to draw think, you in like. yeah even though I started with season one I think you're better off I personally say to everyone start with five yeah I think that's when it started to get really good and it's just my personal favourite I was listening to Sissy That Pod today as well and they said the exact same start at five or six watch to the end and then go back and watch the earlier I one. know someone Will Decourt and Joanne Decourt I think I really hope that's how you pronounce your last names I'm really sorry they listen to the podcast they've only just started watching Drag Race and I think they started with eight or nine yeah and I was saying so I was like fuck that go back to five what are you doing but they said they were excited to listen to this anyway I think once you've li- watched those though it's very entertaining to go back and watch one and two oh, yeah that's just but that's the thing I never forget I can't remember the two queens names now but it was um What's your one? Michelle, Destiny's Child, and she's the judge, and they're singing. I just her. saw a messy man. They're singing We Break the Dawn, and she's like pretending to cry that she's so moved by these two drag performers <laughs> performing the song. It's it's comedy fucking gold, accidentally. Isn't it like. her though that had the quote, I just saw a messy man? I, I, it's a bit actually. But yeah, I started with season one and I watched a little bit, I think I watched up as far as season three, and then they took Drag Race off Netflix. Yes, and I remember you saying this because you were like, what the And then fuck? before I really got into it, they took it down and I was like, right, grand, whatever. And then it came back and I started with five because I thought I'd seen four. So I started with five and that was when I got hooked, like proper yeah. hooked. Um, and I've, so I've only seen season four, like very, very, like very. Who was season minimal. four again? Willem, Sharon Needles, oh, Latrice. Yeah. Um, that's, a good, that's a good season. It is though. a good season, but I just, it was just the one that like the forgotten one. Yeah, thing. yeah, no, I get you, I get you. What's your favourite season? Oh, it's five, like. 
Girl, Jinx. look how orange you fucking look, girl. Because that's Alyssa and Coco and stuff. Alyssa. That's Jinx Monsoon. And Jinx. Jinx is just a great character. But I just think that showdown is just iconic. I think it's just when she walks into the word characters and it's like dum dum yeah it's like it's so good and then when they do it again for all stars but they're like mates this time it's so funny like oh it's so so good I love that one from like a a visual perspective because I'm a very like I'm a bit like I'm a looks makeup yeah queen I loved two for Raven and Jujube I loved Raven and I loved Raja yeah um, oh God, Raja was, Raja so was well. stunning. Like, um, what else? I loved season ten. I thought season ten was very good. The last one, no, the second last one L- with um, Aquaria. Aquaria, yeah, really, really good. For, again, from a visual perspective, I love. I loved the the final winning song that they do. I think that's really good. Was Trinity in that one as well? Maybe no, nine? season ten. Oh, no, she's nine. Yeah, no, um, that was good. And then All Stars eleven was shit two. enough. I can't. I can barely remember. Like I don't even know who it Oh, it was the Evie Oddly one. Oh, that's bad now because it actually was a good series. When I think Brooklyn about it. Heights. It, no, sorry. I'll tell you what. It's not that I think it was a good series, but I think the characters were good. I think that lip sync between the, the challenges were shite. Yeah, that's where I think it's been let down and where it's kind of gone downhill in terms of the quality of the show. It's like I can't watch another. I can't watch them rip off another TV show and do a load of puns. And it's not funny. Like it's. Yeah. Just, I don't. I don't know whether it's just the American sense humor as well. But I'm like, I just don't find this funny. Yeah, we will get into Drag Race UK as well. But I think the difference was season eleven had really good queens, like really that really delivered on ru- like the runways. But the challenges were really boring, so you're always skipping to the runways. Whereas I think Drag Race UK is all about the challenges, and the yeah. runways are just met, and the lip syncs are met. Yeah, compared to like season eleven, the lip syncs mm, were iconic. I, like, I iconic. the lip syncs, the lip syncs are right. I don't think all of the runways met, but I think it's no majority. It's ve- like, it's ve- I think it's very different to America. Yeah, I think just because it's so it's so advanced in America now that you don't get to a runway without being completely. I don't want to say adv- advanced because I don't think that's fair on the UK scene because they've been like. No, I just mean the show isn't as like it's only on season one in the UK. Yeah, compared- and I just think the focus for UK queens is. Common, is the performance element it's not the aesthetic element yeah and again not trying to tape to, to tire everyone with one brush but that's what I get from it anyway but what do you get out of it like why why do you like it the, I love apart the, from the makeup I love the creati- creativity element and I love the kind of dress up the kind of to explore other parts of like your personality and yeah. this kind of adopting of a persona I don't really care about the singing or the dancing or anything that's to me that's kind of an added bonus I love the comedy elements and the creativity with the makeup and the and the looks and how they interpret themes yeah and just I, I just think it's really different and as you said you'd never see it on the likes of Project, Project Runway or America's Next Top Model because I, I, I just think they're continuously pushing boundaries with it, which is what I enjoy about it, to be honest. What about you? I think for you, because... It really, it broke down walls for me, like, personally. That as well, personally. But I think you got into it because of your musical theatre. You love that. Like, and I, I think do. that's what got you into it. Yeah, but I, I had seen some drag in college, like, very, like, very little and very, like, ba- like early days drag from some people. So I wasn't that, I just didn't get it. I was like, why are they lip syncing? Why can't they just sing? Like, I don't, I don't understand. And then when I finally got into it, like, I just kind of learned different aspects about like breaking down gender barriers and 
do you know you don't have to be like a boy boy or a girl girl or a girly boy like it doesn't actually matter at the end of the day absolutely yeah but this is so, the thing when you think about like we're talking about drag race from the perspective that it's the majority of the time it's like cis men they're the contestants blah 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 but like we've it's opened up my eyes now to the much larger world of drag and we spoke about this on the drag culture episode where it's like in terms of bio queens and drag kings like it's it's so much bigger than this and it is just I don't mean to say that it's playing dress up but I, when I say that I don't mean it dismissively I mean it in that it really gives people that just a space and freedom to express themselves which yeah. I think where else would you get and where else is it celebrated as widely and as freely you know yeah. what I mean I remember when I got really big into it, I was started watching it at home and like, all like they're fine. Like my family are just very country family, but they just didn't get like, like why would you watch that? It's just men in wigs. Like I just don't get it. It's just so weird. Oh, my, I remember because when I had started watching it, I remember I was up and down Cork a good bit or I might've been spending more time in Cork. I don't know why anyway, but I was watching it at home yeah. and my dad would come in and he was like, he doesn't get it. Yeah. And it's not that like, he's not against anything or whatever, but it's definitely a generational thing wherever, yeah, no, where he's like, I do not get how you're watching this and it's entertaining. Or what you get like, If only you knew, like, if no. only you knew. And it, then he sat in and he was laughing at some of the jokes. He's, it he's definitely <laughs> is a generational thing, though, because I persisted in watching it in the, in the main sitting room just to annoy people. Um, but then my little sister, who was probably nine at the time, started watching it with me because she just found, like, all the colours, all the outfits, all the makeup. She just found, like, really got into it and the acting and the comedy and stuff. Um, it's definitely not appropriate for nine-year-olds. Don't let your nine-year-olds watch it. <laughs> But there was the episode, I was on the season with Peppermint, where Peppermint came out as a trans woman. Yeah. And she was sitting beside me and I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go down. I don't know if she's going to understand this. Like, And then she's sitting there and she was like, um, kick me again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so it was like, oh, I'm a trans woman. And Cleva just goes, um, she, trans woman? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, is that um, boy to girl or girl to boy? And I was like, like I was like, it's boy to girl. And she goes, all right, cool. And she just kept watching. Like that yeah. She had literally... And then Peppermint became her favourite of the whole season. Peppermint is so good. I kind of... Like, I, I don't think I appreciated her at the time, but she yeah. is so, so good. Yeah. But, like, it just... It just it's kind of like the whole... You start off so innocent and not really caring about things, and then you go through a phase of, like, thinking everything fits in this perfect box. And then Drag Race just showed me that it doesn't happen that There way. shouldn't be barriers. Yeah. Like, there just should... Like... Whether it's me and you or like Victoria down the road, do you know what I mean? There just there isn't, and you shouldn't feel limited by anything yeah. at all. Um, and you could be a really good dancer either way. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. I was um, going to say something else that's gone out of my head, but so you carry on until I remember. Um, I was just going to ask you what who are your favorite contestants ever? If you Loved. had to give me like a top five. Oh, top five. Okay. Not in any order though. I'm just going to say five because that's way too hard. Okay. Raven just because yeah. I remember like those like Raven was Kylie Jenner before Kylie Jenner was Kylie Jenner those lips like I was just like I need them but I need also Raven was like lips. a big bald man who was just so like like to look at just seemed very like butch male and then done up is the most feminine but I love but and I love the that power of makeup exactly, I love like, it so much Raven I love Latrice from like a comedy perspective she's one of my favourites you don't really get I, I don't I get Latrice Jesus like, is a biscuit let him stop you up that's not the shit much he's just so good like chunky and funky so quotable do you know what I mean um, Alyssa I would say Alyssa's is very funny all stars too iconic um, at the time 
Roxy, but I probably I don't really Roxy fo- Andrews. I don't really follow her that much now. Give me a break. Um, she's here to so, make it clear. No, do you know what? I won't count her. I do love Miss Cracker because we've seen her. Yeah, she's really good. That's probably, five now. That's five. That's not five. No, I no, I took out. Um, I took out Roxy. Oh, grand. Take out Roxy. Put in Trinity. Oh and yeah, Trinity is Trinity. Tunes and from an aesthetic perspective, she is that bodysuit. Do you remember when we saw her the, yeah. the pussycat bodysuit? Oh yeah, she's actually just started a podcast as well. She's a fellow podcaster. Oh, yeah. might get her on to talk about something. Yeah, fillers probably. <laughs> yeah, I would enjoy talking about plastic surgery with her because she's she has like very little real about like, her. The arse is one hundred percent silicone. Oh, like perfection. On I, we could talk. We could be here all night. We won't. Yeah, um, a lot of her tunes on my gym playlist though. Like, where are the jokes? Classic. Where, where are the jokes? Where are the jokes? Um, do you want to hear my top five? Yeah. Um, number one, guess it. Trixie. No. Oh. Trixie's number two. Valentina. Katya. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed. With Kat- yeah. yeah do you remember I went through a phase of just like sleep? What's the phrase? Eat, sleep, and then breathe in Katya. Like just and she has a podcast, and I just like I needed to know it all. Yeah. And then the uh on YouTube, yeah. I can't say it. You say it. Oh. Yeah. They have a because series. It's our show, not yours. Trixie and Kaji have a YouTube series, which I just—they have like 160 episodes, this, which I binge in a day. Like, but they're just... we based we based this podcast off that series. Yeah, yes. we did. Let's call a spade a spade here. No, that's how I got into it because you were like, I just wanted to be a little bit like Trixie and Kaji's YouTube series. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then I, when I say I binge them all in like two days, we did it with less padding and a lot less jokes, but we did it. And Trixie's music, I'm a huge. Yeah, fan we of. we've seen Trixie before, and she's very very good. Yeah. I do like Trixie. I suppose I just go for like Trixie's humor. Yeah. Humor is just everything. There, so that's what I think. I'm more of a comedy. I'm into the comedy of it. You're into the looks because yeah. all of mine are just going to be funny ones. Um, I love Miss Cracker. Um, I also love. I love Bianca. Yeah, I love love Bianca, and I do love. I love Adore, but I am going to say for the last. I think. One, sorry, I'll let you finish, and then I'll make my comment. Probably Alaska. Yeah. I think Bianca's overhyped. I'm gonna fuck you. Yeah. No. Sorry, I just no. Because I remember no. Because I heard all about this. I don't like. She is funny. I'm not saying she's not funny. Funny. She deserves everything. I'm glad she's breaking boundaries in terms of like playing areas where you would have never seen a drag queen headline before. Yeah, she sold out the Borgosh there a few weeks ago. I think she played Wembley. She does. She does stand up comedy in drag. Who else does that? Bob. (laughs) Dame Edna. Oh, is that her thing? Do you imagine Actually, I don't know what she's at this weather. Um, but yeah, but definitely breaking boundaries in that sense. Yeah. Uh, I just... Because that's how I heard... When I heard about all this hype and all this chat about her and I was like, right, okay, like... And I was just like... I, I, I navigated more towards Courtney than again. But again, that's just because Cor- Courtney is like chapstick mascara, but like full boy to full femme woman yeah. like I didn't get Courtney in her season she does not come across well but I haven't seen her on Big Brother and just like do other things mm. the loveliest person yeah. the most like compassionate person you'll ever come across yeah. she was on Big Brother with Anne Whittacombe and literally would like break everything down like I don't really know what Anne Whittacombe's deal is but she's she seemed a, to be like against absolutely everything oh she's a cons- she's a she's a Tory like yeah she's against everything and she was in it's there with regret and I must inform you she's a Tory <laughs> but she was in there with like a full on like third place drag queen from Drag Race like and well Shane he went in as Shane so he just used to sit down with her and be like okay that's fine I'm I'm not trans like I just like to dress up as a woman she, he was like I don't like being identified like he just used to break everything down and just so like when he could so easily have gotten 
really ramped up and pissed off and annoyed and not spoken to her. He didn't. So I'm really glad you went into this because it made me remember what I was on about earlier. Okay. Just the fact that for me and what else I get from Drag Race is like it is such a unique and broad point of pop culture now. And obviously like I'm inhale pop culture in every sense of the word. But as well as being that and being really entertaining, and we've said this on Tissy That Pod as well, it's so informative. And yeah. as to white cis women who... We know nothing about the we Stonewall know nothing. riots. I knew nothing about any of this. And like... My only I, education was rent. And that's very <laughs> limited. They just did not teach... Like, I, I, I just think it's opened so many doors for me and really allowed me to check my privilege. And I think yeah. made... I think it can make people better allies as long as they're not, as long as they don't lean too heavily into, do you know the people who are like, they see gay people gay as kind friends, of accessories okay, and stuff. Like, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, and now, it doesn't always do it really well. What was that time to remember when, um, when <laughs> RuPaul was saying when Judy Garland died and that's what prompted the Stonewall riot? Oh yeah. Oh no, do you remember it? And who was it? I think it was uh, Morgan McMichael's. Who what no, who was that? And they were like, so many people died for our rights. And then Willem was like, nobody died Fuck, in the Stonewall It's the riots. Britney impersonator. Oh, Derek Barry. Derek Barry. Yeah. And who is it? They're doing the, a round table and she's like, Oh, so many people died at someone. And then Willem, Bob, Willem's like, no, no I don't think it's Willem, because why would they be together? No, they were doing a round table. It was like a separate in- okay. I think it was like for Billboard Pride or something. And like it was Bob it was Bob and Willem and they were both like Nobody died at Nobody died at Stonewall. <laughs> Derek's just like, Nobody died at Stonewall. And she's like, Oh, okay. Oh I love Derek Barry. Do you, do you think Derek Barry's voice sounds like the characters in Phineas and Ferb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're done right. I just, I had to put my finger on it. No, no, no. No, but it is. It's a total like education and even like just on like self-reflection, like for if you were like a young gay person, like even I've been like, Jesus, I identify with parts of this. But it doesn't make me gay. But then if you were gay, it would really help you, I think just identify stuff within you and like be more comfortable in yourself definitely but this is the thing and when you think about how there was no when it came out there was nothing like it on TV and now it was on like one of these fucking tertiary was the original Queer Eye not out then? probably Mm, no it was over at that stage okay but fair because that would have been probably would have been one of the one of very things. few other things. But I suppose that's yeah. different in a sense because that doesn't tie in with the whole thing of gender identity. That was like, do you know, we're what I mean? gays and we know fashion. Yeah, like there was a lot of problems with the older queer eye as well that people kind of reflect on now, where it's like, it's not, it wasn't the all inclusive, very nice, wholesome viewing that it is now. It was kind of like snarky and played up to a lot of gay stereotypes, which I don't think was healthy. Which is yeah. why then. You had RuPaul, who was like very unashamedly gay. RuPaul gay was culture. in the Lizzie McGuire movie. He was not, was he? If he wasn't physically in it, the song was. You may Google that, and I'll no the song. To make my point. No, what sorry, song? make your point. Make your point. Sorry, I'm so no, sorry. No, sorry, I wasn't. I'm try- so sorry. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be rude. I'm trying to. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think, like, you, when would you have ever seen? Like, the, the my only experience of seeing drag in mainstream media was Shirley Temple Bar doing. Yeah, bingo. That was Bliss. it. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. That was it. Even like, no, like, well, yeah, Panty Bliss would have been. It came a bit later for us. Around the same time as in when I would have been consuming that media, but the drag race was on before this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And to see what it's become now, where it's like you've international series. Um, as I said, it is such a wide imprint on social media and pop culture. It's Emmy winning. It's kind of mad. You know what I mean? It's really. 
become this own thing and I think it's great to have this representation now. And it's purely from the viewers. Like I feel like other people in that industry were ha- probably having none of it. I'm making that up though. I don't know. No, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I do think it was like you had a core. It's I would have said it was all word of mouth. Like you have a core group watching it who are like, you need to watch this show. You need to watch the show. You need to watch the show. And now it's definitely one of Netflix's like biggest. Yeah, highest rated. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, RuPaul did the song Work It Girl, Give It A Twirl when Lizzie McGuire was coming out and the, she's doing the fashion show with the designer in Italy. Do you remember? Yeah, kind of. You've got to work. Work It Girl. Da, da, I need to watch this Give back. It a twirl. Oh my God, that's so you, exciting. I bet you, you've never seen it, have you? Did Lizzie McGuire really? Don't we root out on DVD? What? <laughs> I had it on DVD. I still have it on DVD. Um, do, you, do you know the song? It's like, your love is giving me faith. It was like playing in the bit where they're like doing, they're like cycling around Rome. They're not cycling. They're no, on no, that's a. Da, 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 oh, da, 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 oh, that's when they're on the motorbike going around Italy. So check. I know, back. but it's like, did it, did it, did your love is give. It's like a remix or it samples it. People, I think, I think you're wrong, but okay. Um. <sighs> Um, who are your favourite drag race contestants that have gone nowhere and no one has seen or heard of since your forgotten favourites do you have any can you remember them I was going to say Stacey and Matthews but she featured Stacey. pretty heavily on the last no, that's series, a good one like, but, like, but she hasn't gone on to be like universally I do like successful Stacey Lane. I like I really liked Alexis Noteo I thought that series that she was on was actually really strong as well. she's so funny she so, is. So, so funny. Uh, it's the hard thing about the older series as well when you consider how much more exposed the show is to social media now and such a bigger audience that they have kind of these ready-made platforms. Even if you're not... Even if you don't finish, like, in the top five, you're kind of semi-sorted. I don't think the older series had that benefit at all. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where the fuck is Nina Flowers, like? Yeah, or Angina. Angina. Oh, um, Angel of my life. Uh, that season as well Yara Sophia's looks were incredible like, yeah I yeah. love her um, we haven't mentioned um, Manila I really liked Manila Manila yeah. should have been in my top I don't five. think I would say I wouldn't kind of include her in that she's got nowhere because she is doing no no she's exactly. obscenely creative especially with her her dresses her dresses yeah and her dress making and the outfits that she puts together are just unbelievable and her humour as well on yeah. top of that yeah um Mimi, I'm first. Any opinions on her? Fuck Mimi, I'm first. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, next. Next. Um, who's your one that does Rue's makeup now? Oh, what's She doesn't name? do it anymore. Not Raven. Oh, she did anyway. There, the was, other one. there was big... Delta works. Big war over that now. Oh, was there? There was, yeah. Do because you... there was something about them winning an Emmy and then immediately when they won an Emmy for the makeup and stuff, Rue got rid of her and wouldn't bring her to Drag Race UK. So now Delta is like completely over it like she's no time for RuPaul or anything because they just they just sacked her with no reason and it was she reckons it's because RuPaul doesn't like anyone succeeding more than her so yeah. because the makeup got an Emmy the, the year she did it or the few years she did it there's a really good episode on Race Chaser about it you should go back and listen they interview Delta Reckon she explains it all I'm probably not doing it right Okay, but yeah Delta has, wants nothing to do with it now Ivy Winters doesn't seem to be doing as much drag anymore he's raising a lot of farm animals from what I can see on Insta but I do miss her a lot as well um, Ivy Winters. Who else? Three oars. Um, all that's popping into my head, and I've no time. I like I've no memory of her, but because I keep listening to Sissy that pod, we have to mention Serena Tatcha. Yeah, <laughs> we just do. Fair. Um, who else? I love Chad Michaels, and I also loved Ben de la Creme, and I also loved 
Pendulogram definitely is, doesn't fall into that. Jujube, come on. Jujube, yeah. Loves Jujube. Do you know who else is hilarious and underappreciated? Unless you go back and rewatch it, is Kimchi. I'm rewatching her season at the minute and she's so funny. That was another thing that I didn't get because she was another name that came out of that season. I was like, I don't get it. She's I'm, so I might funny. That though. I don't want to be hateful. She's so funny, but then so like also sees herself as such an underdog in life that mm. it's kind of like, she's like, I don't know. It's just really worth going back and watching that. I think her and Trixie are like best friends now. I think it's very deep. And I know a lot of the Asian Americans spoke about it on that series where you're coming at it from a completely different perspective as well being Asian American and being queer and doing and she, drag then she on top like of came it. out and said she was a virgin and all because they were like oh you must get loads of lads you're really good looking she was like no I'm actually a virgin I don't I, I, don't, I don't know how to pull like they forgot that yeah, yeah. it's only because I'm watching it like I saw it like a couple of days ago but like think about all the kind of see like people look at it and it's like okay people lip syncing a few pairs of lashes whatever but like when you think of the topics are covered like Latrice being incarcerated HIV and AIDS, like undetectable, untransmittable, you know, like yeah. all this kind of stuff. It, it's so, so broad, which is why I would say like, yeah, Latino, nobody should Asian, it. Yeah. All, you get so many perspectives that you wouldn't, that we wouldn't normally get anyway because of the people we are and where we live and the circles we're in. That's just a fact of the matter. But So if you were to guess who the top 10 most, fa- or the, like let's go with the top three most famous or most successful to come out of the show universally are, who would you say is number one? What is this based on though? Is this money This is just on an article I found online. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. We love reliable sources. Um, um, do you want w- me to guess? Yeah. Number one, I would... Bianca probably? No. Okay, I don't know. So. It's Alaska. Oh. She's got to hate you when she listens to oh, this. fuck. I suppose Alaska's been doing the music... She's got her finger in lots of pies. Like, I know I don't know if that's a saying, but I keep saying it a lot no, on this podcast. No, it is. Well, she does. She does a podcast. She's her own music. She does a lot she of She did dr- the AA drag. Girls, so she would have had her own kind of contracts with that and stuff. Yeah. She. I think she's come back occasionally to do like guest spots for Drag Race. Drag Race, yeah. The odd time, yeah. so. And she just seems genuinely like a nice, one of the like genuine queens that what you see is what you get with her. Yeah. Like what you saw on the show is pretty much what she's like in person. Yeah. Um, do you remember the whole thing about you can transfer the money into my PayPal right now or I'll transfer you 10 grand to your PayPal right now if you <laughs> if you agree to save me do you remember that <laughs> yeah. on All Stars oh. okay number two you've mentioned her already Bianca no fuck uh, Bianca should be up here I'm I've mentioned her already in yeah. what context that yeah. I liked her yeah it was your favourite season because of this guy Alyssa yeah Oh yeah, because she had her own Netflix series as well. And she runs, she her, own runs her own dance school. She's, a, she's on like fucking Dance Moms or whatever it's called. Tappa, tappa, tappa. She's her own school. Like. She has her, like she does her drag. Wouldn't be surprised if she does a bit of singing. She does her drag, does her bits, you know. And then number three, Bianca, obviously. She's had like a couple of movies that are on Netflix now. Um, the stand-up comedy and the drag. Um, Honourable mentions to Shangela in fourth place, who was in... A Star is Born. A Star is Born. Courtney Act, who's just like the queen of reality TV. Did she win Australian Strictly Come Dancing? No, she came second. Close enough. One big brother. Um, was host of that, The Boy Life? Was it The yeah, Boy Life? Yeah. On E. Trixie Mattel came in sixth because she's very, like, pretty, a really successful country music artist. My God, her country and music stand-up is comedian. so good. So, so good. She was so funny that time we saw her. Yeah. She, her stand-up is lit. But anyway, um, number seven is Willem. I'm not coming You comment. don't like Willem and I like Willem. I don't like Willem. Why? I kind of hate that because I really hope they don't listen to this. Um, I do listen to their podcast a good bit, but 
I just think she's a narcissist. Yeah. Like yeah. everything she and she has such a chip on her shoulder about her time on Drag Race. Like oh, huge. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think I don't know why you would when it's like entirely it's self, self-inflicted and like not in Hathaway her career is is fine her career survived yeah. like I, I'd understand having a chip in your shoulder if you'd lost everything yeah. but it really hasn't but poor April Carrion or someone like god um, I still think she's so funny though do you ever watch the beatdowns on YouTube no that's not Pete that's squirt oh Jesus stop <laughs> uh, number eight watch is, it it's number funny. eight is Miss Cracker who like is just stunning and really funny um, and is really really active on social media would you say yeah Number nine is Aquaria, the actual angel herself. And number 10 is Latrice. 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 I love Latrice. Um, so they're my top 10. But we should go back to number one. Who we should. The stunning, gorgeous Alaska Thunderfuck. Um, yes. Thanks so much to Alaska for chatting to us ahead of Race Chaser Live. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we went down to Vicar Street and we met Alaska very briefly in between looks. Yeah. Um, she was getting ready for Heels of Hell. And she was just off the back of playing Belfast. So um, she was a little bit tired. Yeah, we think she was tired. We'll forgive her. We'll get her the but next time. But still, so stunning. Yeah. We had a good chat about things, chat about Drag Race UK and a few other things. So take a listen. Hello, hello. We are joined by the beautiful, wonderful, luscious Alaska Thunderfuck. Welcome to Bandwagons. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing? Oh, very well. Thank you. How's the, how's the tour been? Um, it's been really good. Uh, I mean, it's a great group of divas. Everyone is lovely. Um, the crowds have been really awesome and it's Halloween. Like what's not, I love it. Okay. Spooky. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Spooky. Um, so we're talking about drag race today as a whole, this cultural phenomenon that has become, you yeah. reflecting on your own series. It's been six years since your, the first series and then three oh. years since you won all stars. Yeah. Entered as a super fan. How do you feel looking back on your experience now, now that you have a bit of distance between it? I don't know. I mean, it's it's really a gift that keeps on giving, right? I mean, to all of us. It's, like, changed all of our lives, and it changes a lot of people's lives who watch it. And uh, I mean, the impact, I, I think we're going to... I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know what the impact is, but it's very huge. And um, I'm just really grateful to be a part of the family, you know. And why do you think it's so universally popular? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's so crazy because when I started drag, it was like drag was very niche and uh, sort of you know dangerous and underground and not a lot of people knew about it or knew what it was and now but i loved it so like now i just feel like the world is like catching up and seeing how cool drag is so i think yeah. it's good and why do you think it appeals to like people like us like young straight girls seem to right. like love drag race two big fat heteros sitting here right <laughs> i i think it how ha- i mean first of all it's just fun and cool and it's generally authentic so like something real is happening on stage so we're living in a time where authenticity is that i mean i don't know we're fed a lot of bullshit all the time if we turn on the tv or turn on the radio or whatever and so like drag is authentic and it's something real happening on stage and people are hungry for that and they want it um 
and I think there's also something empowering about just like celebrating femininity and feminine energy and feminine power and empowerment. So I don't know. I, I don't know. Plus drag is just really fun. And yeah. Pretty to look at. As we said, you're just finishing up tour um, with Heels of Hell. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any big differences between the US queens and the Irish queens that were with you, Victoria and Pixie? Oh, I love, I love um, Victoria and Pixie and, uh, uh, um, what is the difference? I don't know. Uh, there isn't that much of a difference. Maybe the fucking accent. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, where's Vic from? Straight out of she's gonna kill me because I can't remember. Uh, Dublin. Insert postcode here. Yeah, it's much nicer Dublin than where either of us live. How, are you watching Drag Race UK at all? <laughs> Have you had time? Of course. What? How are you finding it? I'm pissed because it's on right as we start our show tonight. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll just like hover around the Wi-Fi signal later <laughs> after the show. Just backstage, like just refreshing the stream. I uh, Exactly. I bought like a, a li- TV license or whatever you have to buy to, we, to we watch love the to BBC. See okay. Yeah. We love a law-abiding queen. Because <laughs> uh, you have to, Dublin. right? Yeah. Yeah. Does the iPlayer work in Dublin? I think if you have like a <gasps> VPN thing, no, you should be fine. You'll be fine. Oh my You'll God, we're not, oh, we're not in the UK. No, so can I, I not watch it? Uh, you can get it on <laughs> Wow Presents. Wow Plus. It's free oh, for 30 so days. Oh, WoW so Present, WoW yeah. Presents works here. Yeah. Okay, good. So you'll be fine. You're all good. Oh, thank goodness. How do you respond to people? I know there's a lot of criticism from certain factions of the internet saying that, like, there's a lot of drag race products at the minute. I mean, we have the celebrity <laughs> edition coming out and obviously UK, but I think I think UK has been very, very good and the standards been very high. I suppose yeah. just the rate at which the series are coming out. What you say to that? Can, you, can there ever be too much drag race? I personally think no. Well... Uh... I do, my friend Willem and I do a podcast called Race Chaser where we talk about every episode of Drag Race. And at this point, uh, that's a really huge endeavor because there's so many. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees Promoting for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Different types of drag race happening. Um, but... Right. I mean, I think it's good. And the quality hasn't suffered because of that. Like, UK Drag Race is, like, one of the best seasons to come along in a really long time. And um, so, I don't know. If RuPaul wants to keep doing drag races in every fucking continent on the world, I say, please do, mother. Get your coin. Yeah, like you said, you're now a podcaster. 
Um, I actually met you in the summer at a meet and greet and I said, I'm a podcaster. You're a podcaster. Any advice? Do you know what you might have said to me? Don't eat on the mic. Exactly. Don't chew on the mic. People Uh. hate that. Um, But yeah, can you tell us a bit about Race Chaser and what people can expect? You're coming to Dublin in a few weeks. What what can people expect from a live Race Chaser podcast? Oh, geez. Well, when we figure it out, then we'll let you know. (laughs) Uh, we I don't know. It's really fun taking a podcast and doing a live thing with it because everywhere we go, people are like, oh, hey, I'm a friend of the pod. I listen to the podcast. So it's great, like, getting all these people in one room and we all sort of speak the same language and, like, get the same jokes and inside, like, and they understand our sound effects that we use. Um, so I don't know. I'm, uh, it's, we're going to have stunts, shows, shenanigans, loud speaking, um, so Race Chaser is your weekly, you talk about all things drag race. Yes. With Willem. Are you recording tonight with Willem? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's Halloween. I want to like go go spin and party. Um, No, let me look. I don't know when I am. You don't need to prove anything to me. No, <laughs> uh, we're not recording for a couple more days, so we're good. You know, when you just mentioned yeah. the sound effects, I just like, I just... I keep thinking, yeah, that and uh, the little mix one. It's like salute, salute, screaming, can't deal. So so good. Yeah, we must. We must. Please do. I recommend it. It's great. Um, Do you have anything else you'd like to plug? You do a lot. You sing. You do music. Uh, Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have an album that I just what? Multidisciplined. Yes, completely. Yeah, I just put out an album. It's called Vagina, and it's available on iTunes and wherever you get fine music. And um, come see Race Chaser live and um, listen to Race Chaser, and uh, that's all, I guess. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. We're going to let you go back and get yeah, ready as well, you. I know I'm going to go turn into a stunning vision of beauty. <laughs> A biological woman. Thanks so much, Alaska. Bye. Thank you. That was Alaska Thunderfuck. She is playing the Helix alongside Willem for their Race Chaser podcast live yep. at the Helix on the 27th of November. And yep. there are tickets definitely still available. I think so. From good ticket points, I'd imagine. Yeah, we're going. We're going, so you might see us there. Yeah, you might get to sit beside us if you're lucky. <laughs> Hopefully not. Excited for no, you. Um, I want to talk about what Alaska spoke about with Drag Race UK because I've definitely seen I actually haven't watched the most recent episode uh, I know who goes Fake fan I won't Fake fan alert um, I I will say though more and more as the weeks go in the dialogue on social media seems to be that the UK series has revived the format in general because I think and again I'm just speaking for myself but I know I'd seen it online as well where it seemed to be we were getting series after series after series two or three a year nearly wasn't it yeah where with the original series and then you'd all stars and whatever else where the format wasn't changing and I I I felt almost like a chore just from the people that I follow and I know I'm in my own echo echo chamber with it where people were almost kind of willing themselves not to watch it anymore because they were just like I'm not enjoying it I'm actually just watching it out of for the sake for the sake of watching it yeah yeah and even when UK was announced, people were like, this is going to go one way or another. And I, luckily, it's gone the way where it's like, I feel like people really enjoy it again. I feel like it gets back to the roots of what Drag Race is about. And it's about the characters, the people that are in it, the humour. As much as I'm the into... friendships. Absolutely. And as much as I'm into the aesthetics, I think that's where the downfall has kind of played into as well with the most recent series where it's about like 
to social media impact and what people look like and how can we make this a moment, blah, blah, blah. Whereas this series feels way more organic in terms of the humour and the interactions. Again, that's just my opinion. I don't know what you think. No, definitely, definitely the characters are stronger and they're more likeable. And it's definitely the same kind of British thing with like, same with Bake Off where they're all just friends. Like they just seem like they want to be friends and not like, even though they're competitors um, compared to the American one where they just come in and they just from the off they're like we are going head to head I'm going to beat the shit out of you like I'm going to win but imagine it, which I, has gotten as it's gotten worse as the seasons have gone on but now we're back to season one with Drag Race UK where there's no expectation and they're going in to be like listen as I this said this could be shit this could be shit and this could, this could be the absolute making of my career but like fuck it I'll never know if I didn't try yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. Um, but especially with the US ones as well, while there is that element of pressure where it's definitely there more in terms of the audience you have and the Im- the potential impact you can have. I also think, and again, you're talking to two fucking reality TV experts in inverted commas here. I know what goes on in terms of production, but I felt like the last few years as well with the American one, it was a lot more orchestrated yeah, definitely. than it usually is and then reality TV usually is like to the point where it w- it may- for me it was hard to watch it just felt so fake it took away from the artistry that these people do because that's what it is if people don't like people might not want to call it that but it absolutely it's definitely performance is. art like, yeah it is 100% um, but the, the thing is like when you go when they go in to the um, what do they call it? the talking head interviews they the producers ask them like after every task what did you do well and what did you do bad and what did you like about this person what did you not like about this person so they have to give alternating answers for every question or like alternative answers for every question so like there's the potential for absolutely every single cast member to get a bad edit or a good edit because they have both options for everyone on the cast for everything they do yeah the editing is I think it's unusual well I don't think it's I think it's unusual for reality TV nowadays and I suppose in comparison to a lot of the European reality TV that we watch in the sense that with the finals, like they have to record two endings in case of leaks and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't really happen. I know I was saying that I was like, we're probably not far off that happening with like Bake Off and stuff. Yeah. But like, that's how mad it's gone now with the fandom and how insatiable it is, like the want for the content and the want to know and the want to... Maroon of <laughs> like, kind, like, kind of, to be honest. Bree, do you know yourself, like, you love a spoiler. I do love a spoiler. You I just love hate a spoiler and I hate spoilers. Surprises. It's it's the element of surprise you don't like. It's actually not... It's not like, knowing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's knowing that other people know and you don't. I yeah. think that's what kills me. Yeah. I get the FOMO. But um, who are you... Who do you think... We won't go too big into... The cast of Drag Race UK because if you want to get that content, it's on Sissy That Pod, and it's a very good podcast. Yeah, um, by our what are we calling them? Studio Brothers. Studio Brothers, yeah, our collaborative pals. Yeah, and from Collaborative Studios, um, with Shane, <laughs> with Shane Dempsey. Um, it's a very good podcast. If you want to get your fill of Drag Drag Race UK, you can go to them. They're doing a much better job than we ever could try and do here. So but yeah, what are um, you going to ask? Who I think is going to win? Who? Or? Yeah, who do you think is going to win? Or top two? I actually know two of who's in the top three. So and you don't like spoilers. I don't I know. know any of them. One of them. How do you know this? One of them was said to me without my permission and without Who my was consent. That? Who was Eamon McGill, I'm calling him. Eamon. He said it, Christina. The other He's night. always at it. And he was like, oh, oh, she's top three, isn't she? And I was like, oh, I didn't know that way. I didn't say it to him at the time, but I'm calling her now. It? I'm not saying it now. Is I'm not reckoning for viewers. Like, Let's talk about not, this off air. If it's not the Viv, 
Living can't for, live for the Viv. I think like I will say I feel like the Viv embodies everything that I love about drag from yeah. the humor, the looks, the performance, like everything like you could not get a more perfect contestant in my eyes from that that's the thing I don't know who she knows that's maybe I don't like this is complete speculation I feel like she might have known other people who have been on Drag Race before I'm completely making this up I wouldn't be surprised if she knew people who have been on it before and went into it completely clued in on what was needed or if she just happens to be that good that polished that polished naturally but I'm so impressed by everything she does and it would be a shame if she doesn't get the win who do you think is going to win bag of chips <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think Viv's going to win it's going to be like a jinx I feel like season. it's it'd be too obvious but yeah exactly the edit the edit's going too far in her favour that they're going to pull it back and give it to someone else um, Davina might win I don't think Davina will win Davina no and I really like Davina but I don't think she'll win Davina ugh, by all accounts doesn't seem to be that nice on the outside world or that easy to work with on the outside world yeah. So like the like I don't know if she like you could say she's getting a bad edit or a good edit, but like from what I've heard, people don't really like to deal with her. Yeah. I think she might win. It's an interesting though. The one thing I will say is, and it kinda leads me into what I'm uh talking about, the one thing that I immediately noticed when the cast lineups came out for UK, a lot of white people like. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. very, very white, which is an issue that pretty much constantly plagues the series or has done in the last few years. I don't know if you've heard anything about this or if you've been kind of I know about RuPaul has kind of issue. Like, I know RuPaul is obviously black, but I know she has issues with, le- like, getting trans girls on and that's why some of them hide the fact that they're trans until they're cast and not in the mid-season, like, Peppermint or... Um, yeah. Like, I, don't, I can't remember anyone else now, but... I know there has been controversies in terms of casting that way. Yeah, it's not a perfect show by any means. And to be honest, I think that's entirely down to RuPaul, but we'll get into that as well. But what I just wanted to touch on was the racial bias that's kind of been highlighted by previous contestants. I don't know if you remember the Vixen on season 10. I sure do. That Um, hair. She repeatedly pointed out the issues that they were kind of black contestants would be undermined and white contestants constantly got the platform and she was kind of painted as this very aggressive dramatic villain is the absolute right word for it there was a lot of issues with Eureka during her series where uh, I think it came out after that Eureka was Eureka's not a nice person no she's not I think there seemed to be a lot of racist rhetoric that she was using and Vixen responded to it and she was kind of pointed out as if to be like well you're worse for responding which just isn't the case at all but even before that, I know um, Bob the Drag Queen has highlighted before as well that a lot of the winning queens um, fall into this category of being thin and white, especially with the American series. If you think like Sasha, Violet, They're Aquaria, the se- Trinity. But the like the very first season was Jinx. BB was black. Tyra was uh, Latina. I can't remember who came Raja. through. Raja. Raja was Indian. Char Needles is white. I know that's Indian. Just, so the first three series, were none of them were white. That's six to three though. And have they all been white since? No. No, but, but I think... Up until Bob. I think you have to acknowledge that it's still... Bianca was not... not they still white. fall into a, a category of... I don't completely agree with that, to be honest. Interesting. She also made the point that... It, well, this is invalid now, technically, because like in 2018... She tried to say that like none of 
there seems to be a big disparity between the social media followings for the black queens and the Caucasian queens. And she said that none of the kind of, she said drag queens, but she means drag race queens. Cause yeah. I, like she said that none of them had over a million followers. Now, as it stands, because I checked, I checked this before I recorded. She had 1.1 million. The only other two people I checked were Latrice and Monet, Monet Exchange, because I figured they were kind of the two other biggest. Yeah. Um, I forgot about poor Asia O'Hara, sorry. Latrice has 848,000 on Instagram and Monet has 819,000, so. But it is, I do, uh, you can recognise that disparity when you think about the people that follow. In terms of the fans, I completely get it, but like, in terms of winners, I don't agree. Like, Evie Oddly is half black. Monet Exchange is black. Um, and if they're not black, then they're like some other, like they are, they're, very few of them have been like, just what, like skinny white people, I would, I would think. Would yeah, disagree? I think, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily disagree with you in the sense that I think whoever wins, wins. Like, you know what I mean? But I do think the racial bias is also kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is influenced by the fandom. I think the fandom I is... Think, yeah, I think, it's I think there are yeah. huge issues with the fandom when it comes to race and... When it comes to all aspects, I think the fandom, when it comes to, fandom when are it, volatile. When it comes to all aspects, I think they can be extremely toxic. But just the, the example that I have is for anyone who watched All Stars 4, the maybe weaker, the three weeks leading up to the final, there were these horrendous memes circulating that were extremely racist I'm never going to be able to describe them properly but they were horrible it ended up being that it was like Trinity and like Trinity is a Caucasian male he was in the he was in the final running and then it was like Latrice Monet Naomi and maybe someone else or maybe it was just the three of them I don't think it was Latrice not that far along was it Monique yeah Monique it, but it was anyway it was the four of them in this picture where they'd basically depict a Trinity as this like petite white like beautiful kind of damsel in distress and they'd fo- they'd photoshopped her head onto this delicate woman's body and they'd photoshopped the other four queens onto these really brutish male figures which is just like horribly 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 racist and like everyone knows the implications there it was horrible they all came out after and Trinity was like, please don't circulate these memes. I know Monet came out and was like, this makes me feel like shit. I'm paraphrasing. But it definitely is a fandom thing because even when you think about the result there, and that was obviously very controversial with the double winners, with Trinity and Monet sharing the crown. Yeah. Because people weren't satisfied with the result there. And like, I can say that that was it, but maybe it was also just because they were big fat racists. They basically just started laying into Monet. I do fully think that that edit was like shoved in after the whole racist thing though. Well, like not to say that the show was racist, but because I do think... Because of the backlash. I think Trinity won, but because of the backlash, they made the edit look like it was a double win because the edit is so, so shoddy to look back on. There's no way they intended it to be that way. Like mm. it was definitely an afterthought. Yeah. So that's it's interesting that they do that though as opposed to just coming out and be like hey maybe don't be racist do oh you know I know I mean? absolutely like, like you've such responsibility as like uh, a TV production company or like a TV host I'm so surprised that RuPaul as a black man himself wouldn't come out and be like what the yeah. fuck are you all doing like I know very chaotic very very toxic that's not even the tip of the iceberg but I know even because we want to share other people's experience I remember around the time as well when this conversation was happening, Asia O'Hara came out and shared a story on Twitter where she was like, 
previously set on fire by people because of the colour of her skin. She had two incidences where she was set on fire because people recognised her wherever she was growing up. That she was gay and they recognised that and they took advantage of that and... Jesus yeah. Christ. Asia is one of the most... And then another time oh, she was threatened. Her. She was threatened again because she was black. Like, imagine that being your existence and having to fight that hard to get that representation and be on both fronts, like. on every every single aspect of your life. It's and she's so fucking funny and gas and nice and lovely and I love her so good. Um, have some bad news about Raven. Seemingly, I know Tyra Sanchez, who I'm gonna get on as well. It was her own kind of thing Tyra has com- has made a comment on she's basically said that she's not doing any more interviews about it about being a black queen in the series and the, fa- the struggles she faced but she said that there were a number of times during her filming with uh, Raven that Raven allegedly called her the n-word um, and that Raven and Juju sorry who is this Raven called Tyra Sanchez Tyra. Oh. Um, and then there were is Tyra sh- not Latino I don't know what okay She's, yeah, okay, fair. Keep going. Uh, she also said there was numerous times when uh, Raven and Jujubee would have been put forward for campaigns and stuff and would have gotten the work when Tyre won the series outright. She thinks she would be on the vixen side where agrees that the series is inherently racist and not inherently racist, that's a bit ironic, but... There is definitely a racial bias there and that the white queens continue to get platformed and continue to benefit from that advantage whereas the black queens have to work twice as hard in every single aspect of the competition. Yeah. But on controversy and on Tyre Sanchez, last year at DragCon, which is basically RuPaul's drag conference where all the drag queens meet up and you can meet them and they, they all have booths and, and you yeah, can yeah. Meet, yeah, get meet and greets by it's, their It's stuff like, it's a, it's a comic con but it's like it's drag queens, like it's drag con, everything drag culture. It looks like a buzz. Um, Tyra, was she not in, do you know, was she not invited or was she just not? No, she wasn't invited. Going, anyway, she, she seems to be very disillusioned with the series as it is and as RuPaul as a whole and I, that's obviously an experience. I think that was it, she wasn't invited because she has such a bad relationship with them now. Yeah, and like, we'll never know what fully went on between them but in the lead up to the event, she started posting on social media saying stuff like, fair warning, do not attend RuPaul's DragCon on May 12th, 2018. Um, then she posted another one, don't say I didn't warn you. Um, and obviously people like called the FBI and like the bomb squad and stuff because it like it was all really vaguely threatening. Um, but she went on and she was like, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're calling the police on me because I'm a black... Uh, In fairness, she didn't say bomb like... But this is the thing, claims she never once threatened the event despite f- posting photos on social media of the LA Convention Centre being blown up. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And then afterwards she came out being like, never once did I say I was going to bomb or shoot anything or anyone. Never once did I threaten anyone. Oh, Dodge. Tyra. Yeah, it's Dodge. Um, speaking of Dodge, I got the... Is this I, Willem? I got the nasty job. Oh, I actually hadn't really gone into Willem. You can take Willem in a minute, but I was going to talk about probably the more recent one and one that I pussied out of asking Alaska, to be honest. Oh, um, yeah. A lot of queens had been speaking about recently. Monet Exchange and Nina West were invited onto The View, which is basically the American loose women. Uh, Megan McCain is like a panelist. She's John McCain's daughter, obviously noted Republican, blah, 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 whatever is seemingly very into RuPaul and RuPaul's Drag Race. It was her birthday. So these two queens were invited on and they did like a 
whole bit and they'd a birthday and whatever and they basically called her an honorary Rue girl and that didn't really sit well with a lot of the other queens and a lot of people on social media um, she's Mc- McCain is a divisive enough figure because like she's made several statements in support of the LGBT community and LGBT rights um, but she's married to the co-founder and publisher of The Federalist um, which is a website which is accused parents of manipulating children into gender transition and it's called for puberty blockers a reversible treatment which gives gender questioning young people more time to consider their identity to be made illegal um, and any the girls were criticised about this I think Katia came out and a few other people yeah. Kind of not directly, but they were kind of being very shady about it, being like, this is fucking... Well, they direct enough, they were like, this is kind of gross. They all... I haven't seen the response since. I don't think they apologised, but I'm open to being corrected on that. They all kind of doubled down and they were like, blah, whatever. Like, it's... Monet was having none of it on Twitter when she was called out about it. But I think, again, it's just... I think it's rich people getting in with rich people. And I think once you're in that class system and being upper class... I think money talks and I feel like they're willing to put morals aside which is really fucking annoying and why I think we should eat the rich. I did hear, I think it was um, on Race Chaser on their Hot Goss episode a couple of weeks ago they did talk about it and they said they didn't really know what had happened but they wouldn't have been surprised if it was a thing that they just got booked for this appearance appearance on The View and they showed up and like 10 minutes before they were like so this is the whole skit you're going to go out and you're going to call her this and that's but like as far as they knew they were just showing up to be on The View which is absolutely working in television. That is very fair. Like that, that could have happened. <sighs> no, I don't. I don't think that's a good enough excuse to be honest. Like, read no, the, maybe it's only good enough excuse, but that's. I believe. That way, I like. believe that that's what happened. But at the same time, I'd be very surprised if people didn't know who Meghan McCain was. Oh, no, they knew. Like, I'd say they knew. I'd say they knew she was. Maybe they didn't know who she was married to or whatever else. Blah blah blah. But I also think. But does it really matter who she's married to if she's an yeah, ally? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it is. Really? You can't call yourself an ally if you're married to someone like that. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's 100% fair, but okay. Do you not? No. I think that's really dangerous rhetoric that they're trying to put out with whatever fucking publication he's with. But I think that's like hating Ka- Kim Kardashian for what Kanye West should No, about. it's not the same. It's exactly the I same. I don't think it is the same. Okay. I think that's, this is like, that's discriminatory, like, practices that they want to... No, but she me- actively has said she's a big supporter of the gay community. And they are there to support her. Why does it matter what her husband I is doing somewhere else? I, I think it does matter. I think because I think it's, it's what he's putting out is very, very dangerous. Oh, I don't, I don't, I do not disagree with that. Let's get that clear. But I know, but then that's how him can you... though. They're separate people. As much as they're married, like they're not of one mind. Do you know? You can't like. I, do, I really don't agree. Like, I really think that's very dodge. Like. I don't, I don't understand how you can call yourself a true ally supporter and stand by someone that you, I, I don't agree with that at all, to be okay. honest. All right, sure, that's the fucking end of this podcast. We're <laughs> <laughs> cancelled. Um, the, the one thing I would say is, um, I think it would, I, I would agree with your point in that they were booked, they went, whatever the fuck, blah, blah, blah. I think the issue is that, how they reacted after. I think, it, it didn't even necessarily warrant an apology because as you said they were booked for a job they went and fucking did it I think they should have acknowledged it a bit more and they were extremely dismissive in what they were being called out on maybe they had to sign an NDA they didn't have to sign an NDA because they you addressed it in tweets should have been an NDA if they didn't have to how would they, they have, have, how would have been an NDA if they were going to talk about it on social media after if it was an NDA they wouldn't have addressed it at all mm, I don't know 
I just don't know. Do you want to talk about Willem? I don't think it's completely black and white. I am. Um, I'd rather not talk about Willem. <laughs> Why? Because she gets enough fucking airtime. Um, Willem basically got kicked off the show for. She basically there was this whole thing where Willem said has has come out and said since that she had a, another engagement on the West End that she or not on Broadway that she had to be be at. So she spent her whole run on the show trying to get kicked off. Um, so she did like. I think she robbed Ru- RuPaul's shoes. She slept with a producer. She brought in her husband for like, s- like sexy time visits and um, just did everything she could to try to break the rules to get kicked off. So that's what she's come out and said since. But they said on the show she got kicked off because of, um, her husband. She was riding him. Her husband yeah. kept coming to meet her in her hotel. And now, um, I heard, I literally only heard this on Sissy Pop Up, but now they put tape on the doors. as the girl When they put the girls in their rooms, they put tape on the doors. So if they'll know if... They've left the rooms or not. Oh my God, that's insane. Isn't it? That is really mad. But it's literally four weeks, like. Yeah. Come on. If you um, really want to be on it, you'd fucking sit in your room for four weeks. Other notes that I have about the toxic fandom, and I know, uh, I know, either love or you hate her, and the majority hate her, but I know Silky, not Megan Ash, nope. has come out and said about. Nope. We're not allowed to talk about her. Um, aftercare, and in terms of uh, the treat, like the treatment that she faced from the outside world, and the level of hate that she received. But is that not because she, she's a big Trump head as well? I don't know. I don't want to say for definite because I don't 100% know. But like I maybe it's not. I feel like she's into something that's like but really But the one wrong, thing I would say is, wrong, and like, like, I'm not going to mention the fucking bikini reality show where people fall in love with each other cause, as I do fucking every single time. But it's a similar enough thing where it's, uh, in terms of aftercare, you don't know how they're editing no, you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's, and like, Whatever you think of a person on reality TV, and this is the issue with this fandom as well, and it's come up in so many think pieces, I think the audience takes the show too seriously and too literally. And I know it's happened with me and it happens with so many other shows. It's not unique to Drag Race. It's not unique to Love Island or Bake Off or anything. It's very hard when you're watching reality TV and you think you have some right to be hypercritical, to the point where you will often cross a line that is just plain mean. Um, and that's the issue that I think that the Drag Race fandom has. They take it so seriously and for gospel. And it leads to these like very, very strong opinions where it's like, I hate this person because they did X. Fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Which is why you see you get people like, Naomi Small's got death threats when she's sent home. I think it was Minilla yeah, yeah. in, uh, in All Stars. Sold you had to come out and like defend herself when she wore flats Soju. on her show and she tendonitis. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not fair. Like No, I'd say the hit, like with all the love you get, I'd say you get some amount of hate. Yeah. Um, and then like, I won't get into it like because I were probably very much running out of time but I, I do want to give some time to this. Like RuPaul himself has come out and made some obscenely transphobic statements with regards to past contestants. We've already spoken about Peppermint. She made it to the finals in season nine. Um, RuPaul said in an interview after that he probably wouldn't have let her enter the competition had she began uh, gender affirmation surgery, which is because she came out on the series that she was trans. Yeah, she but wasn't it, not having disclosed, disclosed it to the production. Yeah. Um, and her quote in the Guardian, RuPaul's quote in the Guardian was, you can't identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes you can identify, sorry, you can identify as a woman and say you're transitioning, but it changes once you start changing your body. It takes on a different thing. It changes the whole concept of what we're doing. And then when people were like, what kind of fuck? a shitty thing to say, Rue, he tweeted and goes, 
I'm changing between pronouns. Hope that nobody minds that. I think RuPaul is fine with that. Um, you can take performance enhancing drugs and still be an athlete, oh. just not in the Olympics. No, I hate that quote. He did come out and eventually apologize, and Peppermint was like, "Yeah, all right, okay." And Peppermint's fine. Peppermint's doing fine with yeah, that RuPaul. She's best friends with Cardi B. Um, but like obscene. But there's even been. There's been other things since as well. Like, obviously, in the early days of the show, you would have had, like, kind of some other ropey things. Like, there was the use of the word, like, tranny, which is not okay now. Um, She's a song called Tranny something, doesn't she? The whole thing about them getting, like, she-male as well was phased out after season seven because that's, like, that's a derogatory term used for, to describe, like... Yeah, Both yeah, trans yeah, people yeah, yeah. and drag artists. But even she didn't decide to take out it was the production company. She spoke to Vulture in twenty sixteen and said, You'd have to ask the network why they took it out. I had nothing to do with that. We do take feelings very seriously. We do take feelings seriously and intention seriously, but if you are trigger happy, you're looking for a reason to reinforce your own victimhood, your own perception of yourself as a victim, you look for anything that would reinforce that. Like and even as recently as the Emmys, he was faced with a question about diversity because that whole show team, maybe not the whole show team, the majority of the show team is white. So they won Outstanding Reality TV Programme for the 2019 Emmys. Someone asked him a very valid question about diversity. And um, someone asked, and they made an initial comment about like the LGBT community. And he started off by saying, I love the BLT community. I love bacon, lettuce and tomato. And then the journalist... Fair, like, fine, grand. The journalist finished the question then and said, well, first of all, the host of our show is black gay and a drag queen, so check, check, check. But we're pretty diverse. There's lots of different type of people here. So... Okay. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. It's just... I think... Go in with your eyes open, because I know there's people come to the show late RuPaul and they is not love, a nice person. They love... Like, and I understand why people get enamoured with him, but just know that he is I think he's extremely self-absorbed in oh, his perspective narcissistic. on the world. yeah and narcissistic so. I had to stop listening to What's the Tea because him and Michelle are just so up their own holes yeah I can't do it I, I think they would like to think themselves as being so in touch not even that I, and I do Such think martyrs. I do think they are trailblazers but I really think they feel like they are responsible for like the strides they've made in terms of like LGBT which is probably fair like it is fair to a point but I don't think it's but everything doesn't have to be about that then but it, I don't think it's entirely on their shoulders either no um, okay bring us out of the darkness and into the light like all, like Drag Race itself has become such a fucking worldwide thing now that they have one in Brazil, they have one in Australia, they have one in Thailand, they have one in the UK. And now they're doing All Stars 5 and Drag Race Celebrity in the next year in America. Um, I'm going to... Do you want to know the list of All Stars 5 or do you want to talk about Drag Race Celebrity? I want to know the list for All Stars 5. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> it's sort of... Um, okay, so this is rumoured based on their social media accounts having gone dark during the filming period of the end of June, early July. Um, Alexis Mateo. Blair, yes. Blair St. Clair. Love that. You love that for her. Sorry, it's I Derek don't. Bitch. Oh, Derek Bitch. I don't Barry. like Derek Barry. I fucking love Derek Barry. He's hysterical. Is it Bar- Barry or Barry? Barry. Yeah. Um, India Farah. Juju B. Yes. Yeah, I like uh, the two of them. Maria Balenciaga. Or Mariah Balenciaga, excuse me. I don't remember Maya Balenciaga. She's season three. Mm. Um, Mayhem Miller. Oh yeah. Not, not. Don't hate her. Uh, Miss Cracker, yes, bitch. Angina, 
and Shea Coulee. Oh, Shea Coulee. Cracker's going to win well. that. Like, Cracker is going to win that. Yeah, I feel like even already hearing that list, I feel like they're setting it up that it's... Yeah, I feel like they'll have like a new queen, old queen rivalry kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um, and just... Uh, on Drag Race Celebrity on t- October 22nd this year VHI announced that the Celebrity Drag Race spin-off series will premiere in 2020 the show will feature Alyssa Edwards Asia O'Hara Bob the Drag Queen Kim Chi Monet Exchange Monique Hart Nina West Trinity the Duck Trixie Mattel and Vanessa Vanjie Matteo turning celebrity guests into drag queens who would you like to see if you had to pick one celebrity oh John Mayer you fucking that's your answer every time I love John Mayer I'm just trying I think he'd be a pretty uh, a pretty pretty, a pretty queen. queen I uh, I know Ms. Cracker did Anthony for a I love for a I would actually do you know who might be Jonathan Van Ness no I don't think it will I think he'd kill it I think he'd win I it. think they're gonna go for like very straight hetero yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield would be a good one because he was very good on UK or Ashling B or Ashing B, yeah. I'd love to see her. Yeah, let's widen the horizons. Ashing B would be good. When is she a judge on the UK one? Soon. What? I didn't know she was a judge. Oh, I thought she was. She, yeah, I don't Did our pal J Mac not do her makeup for it? Could have been, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about this off air. We really need to have to go now. <laughs> we'll talk about this in the car, yeah. We, we have to still have to record off the wagon. We're absolutely losing the run of ourselves. Poor uh, Shane's like, <laughs> let me go home to bed. What are our mini bandwagon sprees this week? Oh, okay. So don't be mad. Uh, but instead, oh. inst- instead of mini bandwagons this week. Okay. No, not instead of mini bandwagons <laughs> this week. It's your only job. Um, instead of mini bandwagons this week. I completely forgot this is a whole segment in this podcast. I thought we could do, because the live shows are coming up, I thought we could do three things that people should know if they're coming to the live shows. Yeah. Is that fair? That's nice. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Thank you. Um, so first and foremost, it is BYOB. Bring as much or as little drink as you would like to consume. Yeah. Um, Please bring some kind of reusable cup. Yeah, the environment. That's all. I, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, you can bring. Pretty sure you can bring whatever you want. We're going to be drinking. Yep. Um, the topics are throwback and they are a surprise. So there will be one topic per night. Um, about big cultural bandwagons that have happened in the last ten to fifteen years. Yeah. In the event that you're not going, the episodes are record are being recorded and they will be coming out at some stage. Yeah. You're gonna um, have to just watch the space for them. Yeah. And finally, there will be, we're going to try do a question and answer segment during the live shows. So if you have questions for us, please prepare them and come, yeah. come loaded with your questions because we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have to say. Thanks a million, Breed. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, I've been Fanula. I've been Breed. If anyone wants to sign up to our Patreon where you can get the off the wagon that we're about to record, you can only get it on Patreon. Um, so if you subscribe it's $5 a month which is like four fifty a month you get an episode of Off The Wagon per month and you get to chat to us and you get to be added to our super secret close friends on Instagram it's a lot of fun um, any reviews you want to give we really appreciate that we're on Bandwagon's podcast on social media and thanks for listening as always we really appreciate it we've hit 100k since Bree's trying to pour wine quietly and she, it's not working I can hear it I can hear it in my ear hold on Sounds like we. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye and God bless. (laughs) See ya.